Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm trying to think of like what we're actually going to talk about for the next hour. I feel like there's not a lot. <laughs> Oh, Camp Cupcake. Right. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> riveting. I feel like it actually gives us an opportunity here to like, truly dick around with things that don't matter. That's what they're doing right now. It's like, let's just talk about some shit that doesn't really matter real quick. Um, that, that is Camp Cupcake. Just an episode devoted to being pissed off about people doing stupid shit that they didn't <laughs> need to do. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. A unacknowledged stepchild of the Touchline Media Group based in London. Um, they talk like that sometimes. I'm your host, Asa, aka The Twig. I'm here with your erstwhile co-host, uh, Napoleon Gregg, aka The Stump, and of course, our longtime uh at, at a certain point, it's like people who keep being guests aren't guests. They're just like folks who show up at your house and make themselves a drink. Uh, Kevin, this time, is that guest. Um, and uh, this episode is sponsored by the Smith Workforce Management Group for all of your NIL, business law, criminal law, construction law, employment law needs. Check out the Smith Workforce Management Group at smithworkforce.com, as well as whoever Blue Wire has decided to put in as an ad read in this episode. Uh, we are going to get right into it with some discussion about football, not football, because the Lions did something monumentally stupid today. Wait, can uh, I point out the fact that you called me the erstwhile co-host and that means either former or formerly? So I've just been informed live on air. <laughs> that I am no longer employed on my side gig. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly is not that I have no idea what that means and just was using it because I thought it was a funny word. To be fair, I did have to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, there are a lot of professional degrees in this chat right now. Anyways, <laughs> apparently English is not one of them. Uh, I, I was told you that I was an English major for a semester, um, and then they made me do a close reading of I want to say Emily Dickinson or Charles Dickens. It was one of the two, and then I was like, Nope, not doing this anymore. History is where it's at. Yeah, that's about the uh, reaction I was expecting. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the Lions did something stupid today that uh, I, I mean, uh, uh, does anybody have like a justification for this? Yeah, fuck the Packers. Okay. I really don't. So I, everybody's freaking out about this online and I don't think it's that big of a deal, mainly because I don't think of the two, of the two um, pass rushers that are likely to go one, two. I think there's a very clear number one and a very clear number two, but I don't think that that there's a bad pick between the two of them. So as a Lions fan, I would much rather have Kayvon Thibodeau, but I'm not upset if they take Hutchinson as long as they don't, as long as they take Hutchinson once Thibodeau is off the board. If they went in number one and took Hutchinson, I'd be pissed as hell. If they come in at number two and Thibodeau is taken – and then they take Hutchinson, it's like, fine, you got to, like, I think that Aiden Hutchinson is going to be a solid 10-year NFL veteran. Like, I think he's going to play a lot. He'll be fine. You will mostly not notice him. So I think that he has a higher floor than Thibodeau does. And But Thibodeau is like the, like, Thibodeau's half-house. Clowny. Clowny, like, yeah. You get a shot at this guy once every 10 to 15 years, which doesn't mean that he's going to work out. But, like, if I had my choice between the two of them, I want the world beater, not the grinder. I'm going to give you a nightmare scenario, and it relies on the Jaguars being the Jaguars. Yep. Okay? Uh, the Jaguars, we have come to a consensus that there is a, a clear top two, right? Like, like the, the draft Arati, uh, Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau. But there is a third name that has not really dropped out of that discussion. That's... Um, Alabama left tackle, Evan Neal. So I'm going to give you the nightmare scenario. Uh, The Jacksonville Jaguars decide that they need to build around Trevor Lawrence and the offense, and they draft Evan Neal number one. The Lions are at number two, and they take Hutchinson. Yeah, so that's not great. (laughs) Although, all the reports when the Lions were slated to have the number one pick – basically like pointed to lines taking Thibodeau, which I mean, I admit it's the NFL draft. Nobody knows anything. And this could all be a smokescreen. And really it makes more sense for them to take Hutchinson based on like hometown boy. We get to sell all these jerseys immediately. There's synergy between us and Harbaugh, Michigan. Um, But I really don't, I think that Bob Quinn is enough of a new England guy that he'll he's not going to just take the obvious hometown kid because he's a hometown kid. Bob Quinn is going to make an evaluation and then make a decision based on that. Uh, counterpoint. By Bob Quinn, I mean whoever the GM is now. I forget. Bob Quinn was last year. Yeah, it's Brad Holmes. That um, yeah, counterpoint, though, is that, like, uh, if, if you are really going to um, Patriots this, like you take the the white MAGA guy, like that is generally how the Patriots have tended to draft. No, because Bel- Belichick has a history of taking the guys with the higher IQ, and 
all indications are that Hutchinson is a legacy NFL guy. He obviously works very hard, but like in terms of understanding the game, he is a step behind most other draft picks. And Kayvon Thibodeau is the smartest guy in the draft this year. Yeah, he's like, he's super smart. He's um, a fucking genius. Like yeah. he sees, he sees uh, packages and and blocking schemes before they're even like there's even a snap. So like the Patriots would take the smarter guy with the higher ceiling. Yeah, I'm just trying to point out that Tom Brady is a MAGA guy. Like, just in case ever anybody was wondering about like heroes from the University of Michigan, I always found that funny. Is that like the University of Michigan, um, like prides itself as sort of like a a, a bastion of left wingedness or liberalness at the very very least. But they also really really love Tom Brady, and Tom Brady really really loves Donald Trump. Um, although I guess like. I guess like at a certain point, like you you go through the list of quarterbacks in the NFL um, and like a whole bunch of them have opinions that like aren't great. (laughs) Like we're talking about the Packers and it's like, I don't, I don't think we need to, 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 to mention like Aaron Rodgers is crap. But um, like, I I think that like that constituency is like, it, it falls under the category of people who are really, really smart at one thing but not necessarily smart in general. Like I consider myself fairly intelligent at law stuff, but I'm an idiot when it comes to, I'm going to stop you right there, Stumpy, uh, before you say everything else. But I I was going to use math, but you know, whatever. I was was literally thinking everything else. Yeah, thanks. Also, uh, rumors today on the Twitter sphere says that uh, Aaron Rodgers and I'm going to butcher the hell of this, Shalene. Shalane. Shailene Woodley. Her on the out and out. So maybe Aaron is willing to believe in science again because his hippie girlfriend doesn't make him eat clay anymore. Uh, so, okay. So, so I guess like we would want him to start dating. Uh, I don't know. See, I always thought Olivia Munn, because uh, they used to date. Olivia Munn, maybe it's just because she got her start in video games that I associate her with like, nerd culture and therefore intelligence which is like so wrong on so many levels um but like i associate olivia munn with intelligence so so maybe he can like go back there and start you know taking antibiotics again vaccines etc that's not a uh, well i believe she is dating or has a baby with john mulaney which is a whole other thing uh otherwise didn't know that yeah, man. John Mulaney, I had this conversation. This is the second time I had this conversation today. John Mulaney, like, famously has a cocaine problem, uh, fell off the wagon last year. I'm not saying anything that isn't already public. Fell off the wagon last year and in rehab met, I think it's Olivia Munn, not Olivia Wilde, but to be honest with you, I usually can't tell the difference. Uh, uh, met her, uh, fell in love with her, divorced his wife of like five years and uh, is now dating and has a child with whichever Olivia it is. It is Olivia Munn, yes. Yes. Uh, he uh, finalized his divorce six weeks uh, into his son with Olivia Munn's life. Yep. So, you know, if you want to do the timeline, John Mulaney's really funny to me because for some reason he has this like, persona and uh sense sentiment that he's like this like very buttoned up straight narrow guy 
he has an entire skit about the fact that I don't look like the kind of guy that would have any kind of problem. It's like, no, man, I've been doing cocaine for 12 years. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to leave the implications for this uh, of of this for a podcast that takes itself seriously, but maybe we should consider why, why John Mulaney got to be the sponsor of Pete Davidson, um, you know, based solely on, uh, you know, him looking the way that he does and attending Georgetown university and uh, wearing a suit. Maybe there are some secondary things going on there that we should avoid as a society, but Hey, let's move on to the football stuff because (laughs) gents, we got a roster sort of, not really, but sort of. Um, And uh, in, in getting that roster, um, a whole bunch of people got super mad online because our fan base um you know the u.s men's national team fan base is just like sort of like the dumbest collection of smart people or the smartest collection of dumb people or something but like we can't understand that like certain things don't matter um like look i'm, I'm gonna give you an, an example okay dewan jones got a call up to camp cupcake dewan jones uh is a a, a good left back for the revolution. I mean, is, am, am, am I, am I speaking out of turn to say that he is a good MLS left back at the age of 26? Um, I don't think, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Like he, he, he's fine. Um, he, he played at Michigan state. So like, I have like a, 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 an affection for him. He's from East Lansing, Michigan, like hometown kid plays well for the revolution. Like is the Lions should draft him. Yeah. Yeah, they should. <laughs> um, but like, so like he got called up and people were like, this is the problem with the U S men's national time, just calling up people for no reason. And it's like, I, I promise you it, this, this doesn't matter. And if you think that he's going to be playing a meaningful minute of, of soccer for, for the U S men's national team, like he's not. And look, I, I'm not saying you, you can't get excited about the things that um, you care about. Like you should, you know, getting, getting excited about sports is fun and nice, but like getting mad that Sebastian Legette is part of a camp cupcake is like, is not it bros. He's, he's there because it's, it's meant to bring people in. I hope that we've moved past. I mean, the, the classic stuff was when European based players are just obviously not available. And it's always, Oh, I, you know, I can't believe he's picking these guys. Like where's Pulisic? Like <laughs> when will he learn? Like he's such an idiot. And um, for fans who have actually really paid attention when, everyone's been available and the games have been the biggest he's basically played an 11 that like he played the the twitter preferred 11 like generally speaking for most of his big games the mma midfield peppy at striker Pulisic on the left wing i mean when available would be reina or Wea on the right the, the back line is pretty like he plays what everyone wants him to play but we can't let that actually be true because what would we have to complain about on the internet if that was actually the case so instead we have to act like these lifetime mlsers that no one's ever heard of are you know going to be supplanting the preferred euro starters right i think i think this podcast is a good example of that because we are having a conversation (laughs) roster three weeks before the next match because that's how you get your content but yeah but anybody that's upset like if you look at this roster and your first read through is you're incredibly angry, I understand that. If you look at this roster and you read through it twice and you're like, huh, there's not a single European guy here and you don't put those two together, that's your own problem. <laughs> yeah. And like, like, like 
understand, I understand getting mad the first time through being like, Dewan Jones, what the hell? Why is, you know, Sebastian Legette and Jackson Ewell still here? And then you're like, looking at it, you're like, huh, we're not miss- we're missing every single guy that's going to Europe. That that seems to be a correlation and maybe a causation, not just a correlation. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think, like, like the, the meta-analysis of it is actually much more interesting than the analysis of the roster. Like, it's, it's – and look, I'll say this. Like, I'm excited – I'm happy for the kids who got called up who have never been called up for. Dewan Jones has never been called up to the U.S. men's national team. That's yeah. cool for him. Like that is a cool thing that he gets to do. You know, it's cool that Jordi Mihailovic is here because it means that his his stock was not actually ruined by the Olympics. Like, cool. I was just about to ask do you pronounce that Jordi. That is phenomenal. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, you know, like I'm I'm glad that Gabriel Slonina Slonina? Slonina um got two caps. Like like got got or not caps, got got brought to a second straight um camp because like maybe he's the guy of the future, but he's not gonna matter for if if unless there is a catastrophic event, we will not see Gabriel Slonina between the pipes in a game that matters until what? 2028? 20, no, right. no, 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 no. This is the kid that's being touted as the new... Yano Block, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> unless, I mean, if... I mean, again, this is caveated with, I don't know shit about Slonina, but if Europe knows more than we do, this kid will be between the pipes starting in 2023. And look, if that's the case, cool. Like, awesome. That's something we don't know right now. There's no reason to freak out about him coming right now. Is is he, the, he's from the fire, right? Yeah, he's the 17-year-old who's, who, who is. Uh, Juventus? Juventus and. United are yeah. fighting over him. Man United has already said, we see him as the heir apparent to De Gea, which. You can say whatever the hell you want in the press. I don't know how much stock to actually put into it. And then Dean Juventus, Henderson is actually pretty good. Like, <laughs> okay, but like, and then Juventus has a obviously a great track record of developing keepers, albeit most of them are Italian. Uh, Italian guys that like grew up being Juventus. Like they wanted to play for, they wanted to play keeper for Juventus. And Juventus is like, we found the keeper that wants to play keeper for Juventus. You're like, I don't know, man. This... <laughs> I, I, I think that uh, it's just, it just so happens that Barcelona develops all these great players. It's not like they come from all over the world to their famed academy. Um, but Slonina, um, you know, yeah. But like, that's the thing. It's like, you could be, I think that this is like only a positive thing, right? Like, I think if, the, if, you, if you have any negative feelings about this roster, like it's time to touch grass. If, but you can feel like good for certain people. Like, like, I'm glad that Aaron Long is part of this because maybe it means that he's getting healthy again. Good for him. I hope that he does. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see Cole Bassett because I have like personal uh, agendas in favor of him because I think that he is going to be good. And I've said that multiple times on this podcast and on other podcasts. And if he's not, I look like an idiot, which granted I will anyways, but um uh, I think, I mean, I think Slonina is the best litmus, litmus test on this roster right now, just for the reasons we've already articulated. Like the European collective has decided that he is a talent worth pursuing, worth getting, wherever you want to, wherever you want to use. Uh, and then if he wasn't here based on what we've, you know, seen from other camps and other uh, matches, 
we'd either have we would definitely have Stefan or and we would also maybe have Horvath. So I think that it's a good litmus test because if you're going to take away our two European keepers, like there's absolutely no reason that Slonina shouldn't be here. If you don't realize that European players aren't on this roster, then yeah, you're going to get mad that this kid's here. But like once you take away, I, I mean, obviously, obviously our European roster isn't like the top half of our team, but it's the top 60%. Once you take away the top 60%, there's going to be, sort of an agenda on who you offer in order to bring in. You're going to offer a guy like Aaron Long, who's been hurt and you're trying to regrow his confidence. You're trying to say like, Hey, you still belong. You're still here. And by all me, by all reports, Aaron Long is a great locker room glue guy. Like you want him in your camps, regardless of whether or not he actually has a work functioning ACL, but like uh, Dewan Jones plays really hard you know, has been nothing but a U.S. like U.S. kid from top to bottom, ripping East Lansing, played for Michigan, played college ball for not a top tier soccer school, then played very well for the uh, revolution for four years or whatever. Like these are the guys you should want to see getting call-ups. If you truly like, if you like the U.S. men's national team and you're not caught up in the, in trying to be part of the discourse of the U.S. men's national team, Asa, uh, and these are the guys that you really want to be like, like these guys should, you, you should be rewarding the guys that need to be rewarded. Yeah, basically. Right. And, and there's a certain, um, type of fan of which we, I don't think are, I don't think, I don't think any, any of the three of us or Ben who's like, well, no, because you should be, you should be using this to like get people in the right position because blah, 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 blah. And I think that all of us are sort of like, it doesn't really matter because if we're in a situation well, where it- we're. Go ahead, Kim. I was like, it's not an international break. What do you want? Weston McKinney played 90 for Juventus today. Did you want him to like, to, oh, you know what? Sorry, guys, I got to fly back home for like an imaginary camp with the national team. Like, they're not spending the fan base's money. Like, if we want to put on an extra camp and like have fun doing so, like, friggin' do it. I I don't know. But these are nuances and details that you have to read past. You know, how, how long is the tweet? 140 characters. You, you got to get past the 140 characters to understand any of that. And instead you just start replying and yelling. So I'd like to, I'd like to point out that Kevin just uh, pointed out how long it has been that he hasn't been on Twitter. Twitter has been 280 for about three years. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, that's, that's, that's like a one to one. Yeah, that was good. I Thanks. disagree with Asa in terms, in terms of like, you need to find guys to put them in the right positions unless caveat being he didn't say not European wise. I think that this is a perfect time and a perfect camp. And if you want to throw out, screw it, Aaron Long as an eight, and you want to see what does he look like as the eight, this is the time. Like you shouldn't be doing that against Honduras or like the week leading up to Honduras. You should be doing that now while we're like, ah, this doesn't really matter. Let's see what, Aaron Long looks like as an eight. Let's play. Let's play Jesus Ferreira at right back. I don't give a shit. I need to know what he can like. I need to know in if the other forty four guys that play right back on this roster go down. Can Jesus Ferreira step in as forty five? Right, Got and nothing I, but right backs. Yeah, right backs all the way down. Um, and like I think like the thing is is that like if if you start going into like oh well so and so didn't get a call right like like people pe- there's been a lot of yelling about Christian Roldan being included in this 
camp and it's like i you know whatever but like like for the people who like oh well brian white didn't get a call up from from vancouver um and like like that also is sort of the point right like if Brian White is going to be playing games for the U.S. men's national team as it currently is constructed, that means 11 people went down. Like, straight up, 11 people will have to get hurt for Brian White to be getting a cap. And look, I'm not saying 11 people aren't going to go down, but, like, when you start really, really getting mad about the fringes of these things, you, you miss the point, which is, like, look, like, our center forward situation is European and uh, Jassy's artist. Um, but... And also, like, I, I think Ferreira is probably better off as a, a winger. So I'm not including him as a nine, even though um, uh, Greg seems to. Um, but, like, you know, if you're, if you're talking about people who, like, are not here, you know, it's like, oh, well, Paxton Pomacall should be here. It's like, I, I like Paxton Pomacall, but, like, he's not in the conversation, you know? So, like, like Kellen Acosta is here because he needs to be here. He needs to get informed because he is part of this, you know? Sebastian Legette is is part of the situation if people go down Sebastian Legette is getting a call um so I I just I just don't think that like now is the time to like be like oh well maybe we should bring in all these other people like bring in the people who you know can do the job even if it's doing the job in a poor fashion because there is no time between now and um you know and the end of world cup qualifying look we have nations league this this June you know you want to see you want to see Paxton Pomacall and Tanner Tessman Great, cool, awesome. Have in fun again, having fun against you, Suriname it, or whatever. Is there a Nations League in yeah. June? Yeah, for because, real, for real. Because uh, it's 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 um, it's it's like they're they're like the group stage or whatever. It's it's I cannot imagine. Anything. Oh, you're talking about oh wait, like the like the early. You're not talking about like the U.S. is not going to be involved in the Nations no, League. No, they they 100 are going to be involved in the uh, Nations League. Why? Because. Uh-huh. What, well, I mean, one of the bigger, I mean, again, that's a good But thing. if the games are in Denver, you know, I'll be there, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a, again, this is a good time. I, I would hope that Greg is smart enough to not play like Christian Pulisic or Gino Reyna, but this would be a good time to see what Jordi Mihailovic can do in like real, real time games. But I think one of the, I think at least a valid criticism of Greg's selections for camps is that he doesn't stick to a fucking number. Like, I think that it's a valid criticism to say, why did you bring 19 this time? You've brought 26 before. You've brought 29 before. Like, Paxton Pomichol, uh, I always butcher his name, um, makes sense if he's the 24th guy called in, which, based on history of Burhalter, he has no problems calling in 24 guys. So I think that's a pretty valid criticism, even if, you know, saying where is Paxton on its face isn't a valid criticism. Uh, and, you know, like, like, and we're all about valid criticisms here. Like we, we try to avoid invalid criticisms, but um, you know, who we do not have any valid criticisms of our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We love you all. We would never say anything bad against you. Um, so earlier... Canada. <laughs> earlier, um, I, I think that it was uh, Greg, I don't remember which one of the two of you mentioned, the Ethan's Horvath. Um, he didn't play today, but his team did. And it was funny because... <laughs> Um, so England does this fun thing where they, uh, let everybody play each other in a tournament. And usually the best teams win because the best teams have the best players. And occasionally, occasionally something funny happens. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to give like a brief breakdown of the last week of an Arsenal fan's life. Uh, Liverpool canceled the game against Arsenal because they had a whole bunch of COVID issues. It happens. We try not to, to mock programs who lose games due to illness and health and whatever. Um, this is like relevant for the Michigan state fans who might listen, uh, regarding basketball, like don't be a dick. It's okay. Um, so the Arsenal fans were, uh, talking so much crap about Liverpool. Oh, you ducked us. You want, you didn't want to play us. We're better than Liverpool. And then earlier today, it came out that actually Liverpool didn't have a COVID problem. They had a false positive problem. So they canceled that game with only one person who had COVID. So. Arsenal fans lost it. Oh, you're ducking us. We're, we're ascendant. We're about to be the best team in the, in, in the entire, uh, England, in the entirety of England. And then they lost to Nottingham Forest. It was great. Uh, even Horvath didn't play. I would have liked for him to have played, but it was very funny. Um, even Horvath has a good track record of sending teams you don't like straight to hell. So that's true. He's good at that. Um, I, uh, so I was thinking about this, like, Obviously, like a lot of FA Cup happened today and other games and whatever. And, and we can talk about like sort of the, the Americans abroad or the funny things that happened in the world. Um, but I was thinking about this like in like a, an American football setting. So this is a mashup podcast. Um, and in soccer, like there's no danger of playing an eighth division team against a first division team. But I want to consider this, obviously you can only do it in college because there, there's one pro league uh, and, and there's no like semi-pro football, really. Are you saying, are you, you're saying like in the American version of soccer, or are you trying to say, I think you screwed up footballs. American football, FA Cup, college. I want a huge tournament in which Michigan State is playing like. NAIA? Yeah. <laughs> and like, like you have like, like you would have situations in which like there would be a team like, let's say, you know, I don't know, like clubs. And they're like, you know what? We're just going to let our freshmen play. Like we, we feel good about them. We feel, we feel like they can handle this and then they'll lose to like sacred heart. <laughs> and I think that that would be delightful. Um, and I think you could put it in like the spring, like make it a spring thing. You know, I, I, who says no outside of the players who are not paid to play. Also the, the NAI guys, guys that had to go up against Alabama. I, like I walk on the field, just like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Maybe like the top 10 rated like high school football programs as well. They get like seated in as well. Just to see, just to see what a bunch of 16 year olds could do against the. That know. would be, that would actually, if we just, if we just kept this to high school, that'd be really interesting. And then we bait uh, divisions instead of like divisions, like how you would normally configure it is based on your state's history in football. So like Texas is first division. Michigan is 24th division. Mm. Let's like, because like every once in a while, you're just going to badly misseed somebody. And then you're going to be like, ah, shit, we accidentally gave the Texas team, the best team in Alabama. Or like you, you get into a situation where like somehow like it's that like one year in 50 
that, um, you know, Hawaii has Marcus Mariota and, and Hawaii has like go, goes to play California and they're like, we cannot stop their quarterback. <laughs> yeah, so I think the, the biggest like underdogs made good ones would be um, some colleges that like we specifically like to shit on. I think Nebraska's team, Iowa's team and Wisconsin's team would all be like low key, really good. Because it's just their, like, Wisconsin recruits Wisconsin guys. So you're basically yeah. facing Wisconsin's freshman team just a year early. Whereas, like, Texas would send all their guys all across the – all like, they're, they're more spread out. The Wisconsin guys are all, like, concentrated in, like, three towns. <laughs> so, like, I, I guess you have, like, a situation where, like, you, you almost, like, have, like, the playbook, right? Like, like Wisconsin's team or, or Iowa's team, it's like – what are we doing? Well, on offense, we're going to run outside zone and on defense, we're going to run cover two. Why? Because that's the freaking program you, you have grown up in and it's where you're going to college. Right. You go play at Iowa, you're running outside zone on offense and you're running cover two on defense and that's it. And every four years, you'll win 10 games for some reason. Uh, yeah, I, I think that would be hilarious because again, like Texas, California, Florida, New Jersey, maybe not New Jersey, but like the rest of these guys, that I mean, yes, volume-wise, there's a lot more talent in those states, but they are, tend to be more dispersed. We're at, like, we're all from Michigan, so the Michigan team would be like Detroit, Macomb, and Muskegon. Basically, that is the team. Uh, then, they're, they're like a couple from Saginaw, but yeah, sure. You like you pull specific guys, but like if you're having a 53-man roster, you're taking 40 guys from those three areas. Yeah, I feel good. I, f- I feel good saying that. Uh, Kevin is the only one of the three of us who went to a high school that could play football. So, <laughs> um, so- I, was, I was just thinking like someone from Rockford is going to be tweeting at you right now. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm thinking of other like classical classic, you know, it's going to be somebody from like Washtenaw County that actually went to uh, Catholic Central and be like, fuck you. No, actually, it's going to be the entire Brother Rice team, Brother Rice 2023 team. <laughs> Uh, and, and also like, I, I feel like Traverse city usually ha- like, like there's like a, a high school up there. That's always Traverse really city good. central. Yeah. yeah. They've been, that's been fairly recent though. Cause I think that, uh, as it's, again, this is kind of a, we need Jonathan because this is an interesting demographics question as the demographics have shifted outside of like established urban areas. And like, obviously we've moved away from a rural agrarian society you have like weird pockets that all of a sudden get really good at things that you wouldn't necessarily expect it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess like from a certain point of view, like I wouldn't have necessarily expected like Farmington Hills to be very good at football, but Harrison was forever. And now Harrison doesn't exist and Farmington high sucks. Uh, I think. Well, they all went to, they all went to West Bloomfield. Right. And West Bloomfield's good and it shouldn't be. Um. I'm just saying, uh, but anyways, so, um, in, in other, uh, news, I guess, uh, the Michigan football podcast, not Michigan. that smaller scale, Michigan football podcast, Michigan high real, really in the weeds here. Um, so, uh, so the, the, the big news of the day, there, there were two pieces of news this weekend, um, that were pretty cool. One, Matthew Hoppy is no longer a young striker. Um, he is apparently 4,700 years old and a wizard. Um, he's a three-eyed raven or white Gandalf. Um, like seriously, like I, there was a picture going around. I sent it to you guys, I think, 
Um, it was on uh, the, the Twitter account, uh, USMNT only. They're great. You should give them a follow. Um, but there's a picture of Matthew Hoppy and Matthew Hoppy over the summer looked like honestly a bad guy in, in an eighties movie, uh, you know, hair slicked back, um, real, like nice cut looked good. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then like in this one, like he had like just disheveled, like the world had beaten him down and he's living in Mallorca, which is like not a place that beats you down. (laughs) It's a Spanish vacation location. (laughs) I think part of it was, so there was like a zoomed in shot and like the lighting is weird because his hair legitimately looks gray too. Like, like he looks like he's lived a thousand years in the past six months. Um, but, but the, I mean, the actual big news there is that he's back. Um, apparently it was an injury or uh, he, 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 you know, really did well on the Duolingo uh, with Spanish. Um, but he, uh I, I, I'm not giving up on him. You know, he sort of dropped out of the the focus of the of the center forward player pool. Um, but I'm I've, I I like him a lot. I like his swagger. Um, the other news is that uh, Ricardo Pepe uh, he didn't start. He did get on the field for Augsburg uh, against Chris Richards. Americans playing against each other always exciting. Um, and uh, you know, Augsburg is. So you're saying he didn't start 36 hours after he stopped off a plane in a whole new country? Come on. I'm just saying, you know, he was 18 at the time. He's 19. It's time to grow up. You know, when I was 19, I was drinking a lot and living in a house off campus. <laughs> You're really making a name for yourself. I think at, at 19, I, uh, yeah, you know what? I can't tell that story because um, uh, Mike needs to sign a waiver. But uh, some funny things happened in a house that when I was 19. I lived with Mike. Uh, Kevin showed up for a tailgate once and, um, I don't know if you remember this, Kevin, but you played No Speak Americano for five hours. Oh, God. <laughs> I've heard that story. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I don't, know, I don't know why I did that. It was super funny. Uh, was it funny? <laughs> it, I thought it was really funny. Um, I'll, I'll tell the entire story. So uh, obviously Kevin's brother played on the Michigan football team. Um, Kevin came for a, a game and he came and like uh, we... Uh, <laughs> Are you playing No Speak Americano through your phone? Is that coming through? Oh, there it is. That's that's it. That's it. That's wonderful. Um, So uh, Kevin shows up at our house and like, uh, I I guess it was like me and a couple of other guys who who lived at the house who weren't working for the team or on the team. And um, Kevin's like, comes in with like real solid older brother energy. Um, (laughs) As like, hey, like, let let me get the aux. I'm going to get the next song. I'm sure you didn't say that, but like something to that effect. Uh, And we were like... uh, Okay. And it turned into, because this is a one note podcast, a John Mulaney joke where you don't really know when no speak Americano ends. And like with the second play, like, I'm just going to rip off the entire six. You think, wow, it's a lot longer than I remember it. But by the third one, you're sure that it's not the same. There's just kind of like, it doesn't end. There's just kind of like a dip in the middle. (laughs) That's such a weird thing for me to do walking into a house i mean it's so strange it was not you were there for a minute and we had been imbibing some of adult beverages (laughs) that's weird it was funny as hell i really enjoyed it um oh good uh and like and 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 the nice thing was is you know like whenever there's there's solid older brother energy um you know like as a younger brother like it's like this guy doesn't care when anybody thinks about him because he's an older brother and he grew up in a house with no rules as for 18 years. 
Although your brother was somewhat larger than I was compared to my older brother. Um, Mike, Mike was a big dude. Um, so in, in, uh, I, is there anything else that we like, we really want to talk about, like in terms of the world of soccer, like I think, Oh, actually Dortmund Gio Reyna didn't play, but Dortmund and, uh, Juventus both did like these horrifically mean things this weekend. Um, like, uh, Dortmund went down two nil and then we're like, Oh, okay, we should start trying. And then when one, three, two, but more importantly, Juventus went down. What was it? Three, one. Yeah. You come out to Roma today. Yeah. To Roma today. Yeah, That was it a went, wild game. Yeah. I mean, they scored, what was it? Three goals in six minutes. Yes. And then eight minutes, but yeah. And then Dulic got his second yellow red card, which also gave Roma a penalty, which was then missed. It was, but you know, you know what the steady metronome was? American hero Weston McKinney going going the full ninety, just being there. Um, he's he's improved so much. Yeah, I'm so proud of him. It's sort of crazy, like how he's become. Like, I I don't want to adopt uh, let Wes be Wes. Um, no. <laughs> that's not a good idea because, like, for a lot of reasons. But um, but like let Westbrook be Westbrook. Um, like it reminds me of Wes. Like it's just like if you try to put him into these boxes, like, Oh, he's a, this, he's a, that it, like, it doesn't really work. But he's it's like, everything. He's a soccer player, right? Like he's like a guy who makes your team better by being on the field. And it's like, well, is he a right wing or is he a attacking eight or is he a, and it's like, doesn't matter. Just doesn't matter. Put him on the field. He you just shit happen. let him chase the game. He, he makes smart runs. He loves getting into attack. He's like a big body to find, you know, balls in the box. Yeah, you just you just let him go. And the great thing is with like <sighs> Musa can kind of range as well, but I feel like he, he's almost kind of like the only guy on the US team that just is like this whatever you need me to be, I'll be kind of player. Cause a lot of the guys, like our top tier dudes, are actually like pretty rigid in their roles. Like yeah. Polisic is incredibly good at very specific things, but when you start to slide him out of position, it starts to look goofy. And like, we're adding you, Thomas Tuchel. We are adding, (laughs) but it's the same thing. Like Adam, same thing. But McKinney is just like, uh, just let him chase the game. He kind of reminds me his thought process almost is like it's like how you treated Jermaine Jones. You're just like, dude, just go like, go get the ball, be you. I think that Jermaine is probably more defensive minded. Although he that ridiculous goal he scored against Portugal maybe I'm completely off base, but um, I don't know. That was my big news for the day was that Wes just keeps going 90 for Juventus and looking really good doing it. And that's an awesome development for the guy. Yeah. Go and I, Go ahead. I was just going to say like, it's sort of a, a, a validation of like, there were rumors at the beginning of the year that Allegri was like, you are my guy. I want you in this team. And like, whenever we hear that in America, or at least me, like, it's always like, this is the third translation of this Italian comment. I don't believe it. Like, like I, it, you know, I'm sure that it's not as positive, but like, it appears that this actually is a situation where like McKenney is important to this guy's structure. Um, and that's like pretty cool to have, like that that's not our best player, but he's like right there. So I think he's also shown a fairly decent maturation as well. Whether he went, whether you want to say it's as a result of him 
actually getting punished by the U.S. men's national team and, like, learning from that. But I also think uh, that there was a tone shift at Juventus when somebody left in the last year and all of a sudden the vacuum for people who were allowed to talk got filled with somebody who is considered one of the best leaders in Italian soccer history. Uh, I think that having Kalini have, you know, more of a voice in the locker room and more of a guiding hand is something that we can't discount as compared to uh, Mr. Ronaldo. Yeah. I don't think that's a terrible take. Um, I think that that's like the, that is not causation, but I think that there's a correlation for a reason. And if we wanted to talk about correlation, maybe we would talk about how Manchester United is a tire fire of chemistry at the moment. And Bruno went straight into the trap. Sorry. I'm just very upset about this. I thought Bruno was a very fun guy. Like I liked the way he played. I liked watching him. And then he tried to coexist with Ronaldo for like six weeks. Uh, I don't, it seemed to be working, so I'm going to guess that somebody uh, told the management they didn't want to do it anymore. And now Bruno, like, maybe plays 17 minutes a match. And that's just – that's unfortunate. He's too good to be doing that. Yeah, and, and like, the whole situation over there is sort of a tire fire. Um, follow at TLF underscore Muga. Uh, Touchline Fraca have a Manchester United uh, podcast. Uh, they talk about this frequently, but with much better accents. Um so okay, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna cap us on this. Can can someone get their their phone out and uh and put a timer on uh what we're gonna do right now? Yes. Okay, I need How you many to minutes? five. We are we are putting a max five minutes on this. Good. Okay. USSF is not releasing nomination uh information or uh anything regarding who's running for president of USSF. Um, they're pretty much handling it to former president. Um, what's his name? Uh, yeah, jerk, jerk, jerky, McJerk face, uh, Carlos, <laughs> Carlos Cordero. Cordero. Yeah. Carlos Cordero. I didn't want to, I didn't want to butcher that name, but it's Carlos Cordero. He's likely going to succeed Cindy Cohn. He preceded Cindy Cohn. Um, People are mad about this for a lot of reasons. He said some crappy things about women and the U S women's national team, uh, as part of the equal pay stuff. Um, Megan Rapinoe tweeted out about how he's not cool. Uh, some other people tweeted out about how Megan Rapinoe's not cool. Um, although those people tend to have not, uh, scored goals in world cups. So also, I think- uh, Megan Rapinoe is professed a hero of Najee Harris. So I think that makes a cool by association. Yeah. And like, I think that like, if you haven't scored a goal in a world cup, like you should, you should maybe you know, consider uh, listening to Megan Rapinoe. Wait, I'm sorry. Have you guys seen the video of that? Cause it's actually kind of adorable. So Najee uh, at one point did when he played for Alabama, did the Rapino like arms wide when he scored a touchdown, like feet together thing. And then somebody asked him about it. He said, yeah, like I saw Megan Rapino did it. I think she's a really cool person. I thought it was a cool celebration. So I wanted to do it. And I forget who it was, but somebody had him on for an interview and surprised him and like had her come in on Zoom. And it's one of those things where his face just goes, oh, oh my God. And like, it takes a second because he kind of like looks at her like she's like a journalist. And then like obviously purple hair. He's like, oh no. Oh shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. So if you're the hero of Najee Harris, you get a lot of leeway. Um, but anyways, the point is, is that like, there are reasons to be mad about um, the manner in which USSF goes about itself. 
Uh, and like, look, it's ostensibly a public utility. Like, I, I, I'm not going to get into the, like, the law and the, the manner in which it's structured and how it gets funding from the United States or the USOC or whatever. Uh, you know, be better. Like, transparency is usually good. You should probably not have retreads when the people who are being retreaded upon um, are people who were in charge when crappy things happened. And regardless of whether or not those crappy things happened because of those people, um, it's like a bad look. So I'm, I, I'm not saying Carlos Cordero is not a, a great person who's going to do great things. I do know that soccer has not been a huge thing in America and he was already the head of it once. So like, I don't know. I think you, I think you should clarify that with the side that he wanted to be important was not a huge thing in America. Because I think that the fact that he overlooked the, let's say, even in the like most cynical terms possible, the marketing machine that is the U.S. Women's, women's national team, and the fact that he overlooked it and didn't notice, didn't see the value he had inherent in those like those women and that ability to market the game to Americans is just criminal. Like, I, there's been U.S. Men's national teams, and we talk about how much we all really love Dempsey. And there's been like guys that you've been able to put out front and there's been guys worth cheering for, for, you know, every here and there for the past 30 years, but there's never been like a squad like Carly Lloyd heat checking from 60 yards out was fucking awesome. And there's not like, we have more of those moments with the U S women's national team than we do with the men's. And there's no reason that they shouldn't be out, you know, front and center, same as the guys. Can we talk about the fact that Carlos Cordero was a, partner at Goldman Sachs until 2007. I actually did know that. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I just want to say, that like, sense. being a partner at a bank and then bailing out in 2007 tells me that this dude has the best timing in the history of freaking executives. Are you kidding? That's brilliant. So you're saying that the USSF is about to have the 2022 World Cup champion U.S. men's national team uh, just to keep going with his amazing streak of luck. I mean, I'm just saying, like, imagine leaving, imagine leaving the banking industry in 2007. That's like getting off the Titanic at the first stop. I don't think there was a stop. I wanted to get there. Um, there was like, only one stop. In, Is that like the first iceberg they passed? Like, no, just leave me here. Very cold. I'll be fine. Don't worry about it. I'm like in this, in this, in, in this mental image, like they like stopped off for gas in Ireland. Uh not really sure why they would have. <laughs> if this wasn't famously the first ship that was supposed to do this like straight, they used to like go down the coast and then gas up again before they left for New York. But like again, that's our time. But Hi. again, famously, the, the Titanic was supposed to go straight from London to New York. Um. So, uh. So the the last thing I want to speak on um this evening, uh, unless you guys have other things you want to talk about, is. I am super pissed, super pissed at the Raiders. It's not because of Harbaugh. It's not because of Harbaugh. It's because they didn't tie those selfish sons of dogs. So um, heading into tonight's game, if the Chargers and Raiders tied, both made it. And the fact that the Raiders tried to win is abhorrent to me. We used to believe in sportsmanship in this country. Did we not? Do we not always talk about how sports are meant to show the best of us? And here are the Raiders, the Raiders, a, a, an organization notable for um, always uh, abiding by the rules and never doing any shady shit to just win, baby. Um, 
But but like, look, you both could have been in. Everybody wins except for I guess the um, Colts. Steelers. Just Steelers. Good. Steelers. No, just... Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> the Colts could have been I, in. If I they had did. Multiple... Jags. <laughs> yes, if it, so, they had to trade. They traded a first round pick for Car- uh, Carson Wentz and then missed the playoffs anyway. Um, I had multiple group chats today trying to debate about what the best way to go for the tie was. Whether it was everybody, you just trade off knees for four quarters. Whether there's only one play per game, like you or per quarter, you snap the ball and then everybody just mills around for 15 minutes, and the quarter the quarter blows dead. <laughs> Whether you want to try and see like how little defense you could actually uh, play, and just try and see like how many points you can score between the two teams, just making sure you each score 77 or whatever it is, or whether you just like take turns trying to feel to either kick the longest field goal. (laughs) I like that one. Kick the longest punt. Just keep like taking a knee at 60 at 66 yards and be like, all right, your turn, go for it. And then like when he misses the other guy, you go to the other 66 yarder and then like try again. And then just progressively moving back as each guy hits it. So like, yeah, we're at the 68th yard. Now we have to go try it, 69th yarder. If, if they were actually doing that, just trying to hit record field goals, it probably actually would have been the, the most viewed regular season NFL game in history. Because I don't know who wouldn't tune in to watch something like that. See, I, I would have loved for them to have like gone through everybody's contract. And it's like, okay, how far away is, uh, I don't know, Josh Jacobs? from getting like whatever incentive bonus. And it's like, oh, he had a crazy incentive bonus at 2,300 yards and he's at 1,500. And everybody's like, we can do that. We can, we can do this for Josh. Guys, guys. It's like, okay. It's only uh, eight runs. We can do this in like under eight minutes. Yeah. And you go to the Chargers and you're like, hmm. Uh, if Austin Eckler gets 35 catches, he gets an extra $2 million. Uh, okay. <laughs> let's let's do it. Except instead of obviously instead of picking like Eckler and those guys, you go and be like, okay, so the practice squad receiver needs three receptions this year to win a million to win an to get an extra million dollars. Let's load up everybody's contracts. And Mark Davis is just sitting there watching his payroll double in real time. (laughs) Yeah, like like you have like uh, let's see um, uh, with with the Raiders, it's like uh, okay, uh, Foster Moreau, backup tight end needs 873 yards and 17 touchdowns. Can we do that for him guys? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay. So the that would, well, the funniest thing would be about um, if it was obvious that these guys started playing for the tie would be how quickly Vegas would respond. I'd have to assume they'd be to immediately like cut that out of the sports books, but like, There'd be a split second where they're like, do they just score very easily? Or is this, are they doing it? We're like 1,500 to dinner gamblers are like $100 on the tie, $100 on the tie, $100 on the tie. <laughs> or like, like suddenly like the over-under becomes the most dangerous bet in sports because you're like, are they tying at 0-0? Zero, zero? Are they tying at 70 apiece? What are we yeah. doing? <laughs> over-under go directly to 70 points. Uh, we've just agreed to stop playing defense. We, uh... We know a guy who's on the team. He told us what the plan was. <laughs> Over under goes to 230. And you're like, ah, okay. <laughs> Helpful. Um, special thanks to uh to our, our good friend Kevin for stopping by. Uh Kevin, do you have anything you want to promote? You know, you're a journalist. I'm sure you have written things on the internet. Are you aware of the internet? I am uh rest in peace, Danny Tanner. Uh oh, fair. big fair. dog. 
you can find Kevin uh, in the woods uh, beyond his house uh, in Denver, Colorado. Um, I actually don't think it's Denver. I think it's like um, wherever Bigfoot is, although he might be in Seattle. I don't really yeah. know where Bigfoot yes. hangs. Uh, I don't know fi- if we have like a local, I, I mean, we have Bigfoot technically here, but I don't know if we have like a, like, it's not the real sense. Like, like, like an iconic, like, oh, it's just like a Colorado, like mountain boogeyman. Like, I don't, I don't know of like something specific to here. Maybe I need to read up on the lore. Sam Squanch. Sam Squanch. Kirkland brand Sasquatch. Sasquatch. <laughs> uh stan Kroenke is actually your, your big because <laughs> he's never been to colorado um if uh if you want to find uh greg on the internet you can find him at mr mojo rising 89 um i'm usually at the mothership uh twitter account at tls underscore n underscore tds um i will be trying my very best to live tweet through the college football national title that's happening by the time you listen to this tonight uh, it's Alabama versus Georgia. They ruined the co- coach's room because they made it the entire Texas A&M uh, staff, which sucks. But um, I really love that. If you want to uh, tweet at me, let me know. Uh, if somebody wants me to go on spaces and live talk through the entire thing, probably won't because I don't really want to do that for three hours. But if enough people want me to, I will. Uh, you can find us on Instagram in the near future. We're going to get that up and running shortly. Um, please, uh, oh, uh, thank you to our sponsors, Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Wire tries to put in on this one, as well as. Wait, wait, do you want to tell them about the internship program to be our Instagram, uh, you know, person that runs our Instagram? We're taking. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just DM A so your applications at the mothership, TLS underscore N underscore TDS. DM all your applications for all social media interns. We will be, uh, taking on social media interns. We can't pay you, um, but will uh we, 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 we yeah not in fiat currency anyways uh special thank you to um uh our our overlords over at the touchline media group they don't know that we're having an internship program don't tell them uh and a special thank you to you the listener um please like subscribe share tell your friends tell your enemies tell your local uh bigfoot legend uh who lives in the woods behind kevin's house um And uh, as always, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. The mothership can't stop us. They don't know American law. Podcast Network.